Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. Yesterday, I went to the orthopedic doctor to check my knee. And thank goodness it's on the mend, but I still have it up on ice since Tuesday when I fell at a skate park and um, yesterday they had to ha uh, take out like 60 cc's of liquid and blood from the knee. The MRI showed that there was some damage to the tissue and to one of the ligaments but on the whole I feel incredibly lucky that I was heavily protected because my fall at the skate park which was such a freak's freak little story that actually has made me laugh from um, the perspective that that these things can happen in any moment but I felt like I was in a cartoon as I tripped and fell into this little void and as I lay here pondering on the readings I am connecting to the Im images that the readings had yesterday about Jesus asking what do you wish and she asked that question of Salome. And today, I want to ponder the same thing. What What do I want? What do you really, really want? I'm asking that question as we are on a Sunday. And uh, there are hurricanes in our part of the world that are coming on. And we have these things that can distract us or stop us on our tracks. Like for me, this knee right now. Uh, or a hurricane. Uh, people that have plans this weekend to go to the beach can't do that because there's such torrential rains happening. Today's readings can help us think about this because in the first reading from the book of Kings, Solomon receives a visit from God in a dream. So we want to think about the nature of dreams, about how we communicate with God, about our mission, about our about our wishes. In Psalm 119, uh, the refrain on verse 97 is, I love your commands, Lord. And we know that Jesus has been instructing us for the last few months on love of him means love his commands, follow them. That's how we show that we love. And we want to ponder how those relate to, to these dreams and these wishes of our heart. Many times we think we have to go outside of the commands of God in order to get what we really, really want. And especially we see that in, in uh, earlier years in our life, maybe in our teenage years, college years, when we think that we we will find something on the outside hedges outside of what we have known as as the rules of our homes for example and then as we come into the reading for Paul to the Romans 8 we hear that all things work for good for those who love God who are called according to his purpose so even the difficulties even the mistakes even the accidents even this need that I'm pondering on today Everything can work for our benefit, and it seems like it's a fluke, but right now I'm sitting here and I'm having an opportunity to think through things a little more deeply and uh, 
others are coming and assisting me. They're bringing me food and bringing me ice to put on my knee. And all things work for our good. Sometimes we don't see it right away. But when we don't get progress on our dream right away, when we work at it for a long time, we build up our perseverance and our determination. We just have to ask ourselves, what do I really, really want? In Matthew 13, Jesus tells the disciples about the kingdom of heaven, and he is telling them that this is really what they should really, really want. He's saying that the kingdom of heaven is like treasure or a fine pearl, and when we find it, that should be the center of all of our actions. Let's ponder a little deeper. The reading from today is from the first book of Kings, chapter 3, and the verses are 5 through 12, and the Lord appears to Solomon in a dream. And we, we remember that God appears to several people that are very important on dreams. I don't know if you remember that he appeared to Solomon in a dream, uh, but he appears, of course, to Joseph in Nazareth before he is to marry Mary, to tell him, marry her, don't worry uh, about what people are saying. And then again in, in Egypt, when it's time for them to return after they they fled because there was a decree that all the little babies were supposed to be killed. We know that that the Magi are also told in a dream. We know that Joseph in, in Egypt, in earlier stories, interprets dreams, that Daniel interprets dreams. And in fact, if you look on Numbers 12, on the book of Numbers, chapter 12, on verse 6, it says, when there is a prophet, a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions and speak to them in dreams. So dreaming is one of the vehicles through which God will speak to us or speaks to prophets, but he can connect with us as well. So where do you look for God in terms of understanding what you want? Where is the place where God speaks to you? We see Solomon gets an incredible request. Ask something of me and I'll give it to you. God is coming with a great generosity, having loved his father David tremendously and wanting to ask Solomon, who is the one who will build the temple of Jerusalem, because finally there's peace. And Solomon ponders about it, speaks to God humbly and says, give me an understanding heart so I can judge your people and distinguish right from wrong. Can you imagine if God had asked you or me, what is it that we really want? So just like in yesterday's reading, when John and James and Salome, their mother, are talking to Jesus about sitting to the right and left, today Solomon is asked for anything and he asks for wisdom. And God tells him, because you haven't asked for anything else, for the life of your enemies, for a long life for yourself, for riches, I will give this to you and there won't be anybody that is as wise as you. But it makes us ponder, what would we ask if God told us that he would give us anything? What do you want? What do you really, really want? And what are we willing to do to get it? What are we, what are we willing to do in order to accomplish? How much perseverance? Do you have a long lost dream that you had from your childhood or from your youth? Or maybe you are in your youth and figuring out how do you go for it? My son who is about to leave home is thinking about what do I really 
want to do with these desires and dreams, he's, he's going to have a few years to think through it. And then I have one that is about to graduate next year. So he's thinking about what that step is. But this is a question that changes with the season. So we ponder about it. What do we want? When the kids were little, I had a book that showed um, a story of a dad and a son that would take walks in nature. And the dad would always tell the child, don't go on that area beyond that hedge we don't walk around there and in the middle of the story and as the kid grows bigger he respects the boundary but then there's a point in the story when the kid is so curious about what's beyond that hedge that he goes behind it and there is a very thorny area and a very steep cliff and he almost dies and he's injured there and his father has to come and rescue him And that story was always very beautiful to remember we have boundaries for a reason. But there are times when we think the boundaries are the reason why we're not happy. Or that if we only could get beyond them, we would discover something that would make our life much better. Or at times we just have to go against the word of those that are in authority when we're younger and trespass them. Maybe you are a parent right now and you have a child that is showing rebelliousness and they're they're trying to push and see what's beyond that hedge. But at some point, we can arrive to a place like Psalm 119, where the psalmist is saying, I love your commands. I have said, O Lord, that my part is to keep your words. The law of your, or your, of your mouth is to me more precious than thousands of gold and silver pieces. In it's so wonderful that God has patience with us, that he has mercy with us, that he has compassion, that he seeks us, that when we are on that side about to fall off a cliff, he protects us. He definitely protected me on this little pit at the skate park. And to get to the place where we know that God's kindness is comforting to, to us, that his compassion is delightful as his law is, and that we see them as more valuable than gold. Then we have arrived at a spiritual place where we can say we are reaching a deeper relationship with God because we love to do His will. We at least are doing our very best to advance on our spiritual journey, and we are putting the commandments at the center of our thoughts and our actions and our desires as we combat the things that are inside of us that are not aligned with God. At the same time, we're pursuing our dreams and we want to achieve them because as St. Irenaeus would say, the glory of God is a man and a woman fully alive. So we want to accomplish these dreams. God places them in our hearts for a reason and, and hardship can build up that perseverance And we have to build our dreams within the boundaries of God's laws and know that we can prosper within them. And sometimes in today's culture, we see that that is absolutely not regarded as truth. People think that they can do whatever they want, that if we're not hurting someone else, well, why can't I do that? And it's against God's commandments. So how do we speak of that? We speak about it most beautifully through our own lives, through our own experience, through inviting those that are around us to walk with us. Uh, So we can be encouragement to each other. We can be examples to each other. We follow our dreams planted in our hearts by God, and we follow his commands. 
It's very good to know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. This is the verse from Romans 8:28, and it gives us a great sense of comfort that, that we know the seasons that we go through, and some of them can be very, very hard. I know we've had a few in the last few years where there's been a few important deaths. My dad, his anniversary of his death is coming up, my grandma recently, and losses, floods, all kinds of things that create seasons of hardship. And I know that I've had friends that have had very, very big difficulties in other areas, health, job-related, children-related. Life has those opportunities that are surprising for us. And surprises have the nature of giving us joy when the outcome is wonderful. But when the outcome is difficult, we call those surprises problems. And it's good to know that Romans reminds us all things work for good for those who love God. Because as we look at Matthew 13, and Jesus tells us that the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field. And when a person finds it out of joy, sells everything they have to buy that field, there's the sense of urgency. Once you know what the truth is, once you realize, oh my goodness, I found it, that there is a passionate response to give everything to it and and just immerse yourself in it so that you're not distracted. And Jesus gives a second example. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. And we find a pearl of great price. He sells again everything he has to buy it. So that single-mindedness of purpose has to do also with dreams. Our, our original question, what do you want? What do you really, really want? So that if God asked you like he asked Sa- Solomon, ask for anything, what would you ask? Because Jesus invites us to say, the kingdom of heaven, search for the kingdom of heaven and everything else shall be added unto you. But how often we fail to believe that. We take things into our own hands because things are not progressing as we want them or they're not going as fast as we want them or they're going in a direction that we don't want them. And so we do not know how to wait. In our culture, it's very, very hard to know how to wait. And to be able to say that we would give absolutely everything we have to buy this one thing reminds me of the story of this warrior that is going against battle um, with an enemy that far surpasses the number of soldiers that he has. And he gets all his soldiers in a boat and goes all the way across to this place where the um the enemy lived and we gets there with everything and all the supplies he burns the boats and says okay the only way we get out of here is if we win so there are chances in our life to fulfill our dreams that require that kind of mindset to say I'm going to give it all and in what way do we have that mindset for the kingdom of God the kingdom of heaven to know that we want that to be the center of our lives, that the center of our marriage is the center of our homes and our children's um, parenting so that we give them the best that we've got. Let's continue dreaming. Let's be clear about our purpose so that if God asked us, Jesus asked us, if we had a dream where we are asked this question, we would know what it is that we want, that we really, really want. Thank you.